brought to you by the students at Mary Persons High School in conjunction with MPTV. This is Monroe County Schools Radio, exclusively on Magic 100 FM. March was Youth Art Month. In honor of our visual arts programs within our school system, today's show will feature some of our visual arts teachers. We start with a feature from Ms. Selman, the visual art teacher at Hubbard Elementary School. Hi, this is Ms. Selman at Hubbard Elementary. I teach visual arts pre-K through fifth grade. Um, just a little bit about my personal educational background is that I graduated with my bachelor's uh, from Macon State, which is now Middle Georgia State, and I got that in early childhood and special ed. And then I went on to Liberty University for my master's in um, special education, and I taught first grade for about five years in Jones County. And then I came to Munner County and I got my specialist in art education at Piedmont College up in North Georgia. I have been teaching elementary art here in Munner County for the last four years. I try to encourage creativity by um, spending time to get to know the kids. Um, what are their likes and dislikes? I look for feedback from students on the type of art that they're interested in, interested in exploring and what their interests are. Uh, we also spend time looking for ways that we can change or add to our art. I also try to encourage students to talk to one another and kind of collaborate on ideas and um, different things that they are doing in their own artwork. COVID has definitely changed the way the art room functions for sure. Um, in the past, we were a communal room and we were able to share supplies and collaborate with each other one-on-one um, -on -one, uh, more. And uh, students aren't able to really do that anymore. I have to kind of change the way that I do lesson plans and um, what supplies are being used and by what grade level they're being used and at what time. Disinfecting them every single day also takes time. Uh, we're not really to, able to do collaborative projects the way that we've done them in the past. Um, there has to be some time for isolation from anything that students are working on that they'll need to collaborate with another student. I've even had to change the way that I run art club in the mornings. Uh, in the past, we've had about 15 fifth graders that were mixed from different classes and now we aren't able to do that. We have um, about five students in three different homerooms that come on different days um, with their homeroom class so that we can allow for social distancing and we're not mixing any classrooms. I've always loved art and practice it in my personal time and it really was just a hobby for myself. Uh, when I first started teaching, I taught first grade, and I loved um, Fun Art Fridays is what we would do, and I had a principal at the time that was like, you can do art, but you've got to connect it to standards, and I was like, okay. 
let's see what we can do. And so I started connecting it to uh, classroom standards. And not only did I see um, excitement in my students for doing art, but I saw excitement of what we were covering in class. And um, just seeing how students have grown in that. And so now in the art room, just teaching art, I do work with teachers sometimes and uh, collaborate with them on standards that they have in their classroom so that we are able to um, bring some of that world here into the art room. I really enjoy my time with art club in the mornings. It's a great way to just kick off the day and relax and um, build community with one another. Um, I would have to say that my art club 1920 had some really awesome opportunities and um, we really grew outside of the art room. The students were able to um, do some face painting that year and they um, actually did the face painting for the school's production of Jungle Book and watching those students both on stage and some of them just backstage collaborating with other classmates and um, creating something to be proud of was really awesome to see. Um, it was just a, such an awesome opportunity. Uh, the best part of teaching fine arts is probably when a student's really proud of their work. Uh, just watching them grow in their confidence is awesome. Um, and I also love it when students share with me from outside of Hubbard. Um, anything that they've done at home, if they have sketchbooks, they'll bring them in sometimes and share that with me and that's really awesome to see. I also love it when students go on to middle and high and I hear about them continuing art or they are um, sharing with me things that they've done and um, beyond the elementary classroom. So that's really exciting. Uh, definitely one of the hardest parts of teaching fine art is time. We just won't ever seem to have enough of it. And then often outside scheduling will interfere with um, the art room and students can fall behind or lose interest in a piece that we had been working on. So that's really a challenge, especially this year when students have to go into quarantine or classes get quarantined or teachers get quarantined. Something else that's a struggle for them is perfection. A lot of my students really um, put a lot of pressure on themselves to have things perfect and I try to be as candid as possible with them when I make mistakes and even sharing artwork that when I created it I didn't think that it was that great or that um, I struggled with and just showing them that I, even as an adult I mess up too. I really love teaching about sky color. Um, we use Peter Reynolds uh, sky color book and I start that off in at the end of kindergarten first and second grade and then we reference back to it in third fourth and fifth uh, it is an awesome book to um, teach about sunsets and sunrises and the fact that the sky isn't always blue I'm looking at a gray sky right now so it's a, it's a great way to kind of get some creativity and get some different um, artwork from students. Um, if you want to create a beautiful, colorful sunset, um, 
you can do that. If you want blue skies, you can have blue skies. If you want it to be gray and raining, then it can be gray and raining. So I really love uh, seeing what students come up with in that. One major thing that I try to do to foster a sense of creativity is to allow my students to make mistakes. Um, many of my students, as I mentioned, struggle with perfection and they struggle with making a mistake and wanting to just start over. But we work really hard to look at our mistakes and see how we can work them out and how we can include them into our art or grow from them. Um, we have a rule, one paper rule, and some kids have a hard time with that. Um, some of us have just accepted it and are able to um, create from our mistakes and move on. But I always work with the students and say, like, how can we incorporate this or how can we fix this? What can we turn this into? Um, I really try to instill the thought that practice makes progress and that I even make mistakes. As I mentioned, I, I share with them when I do mess up and um, I never start over. I try to just um, turn it into something if I do mess up. And we also look back at our past work to see how much we've improved as an artist. We use Artsonia here to create a digital portfolio, which is awesome because they're able to look back from fifth grade to pre-K and see how much they've grown as an artist. And um, I just never want them to feel discouraged in the art studio. And I want it to be a safe place for them and, and know that they can mess up and it's gonna be okay. And that we're all human and we're gonna make mistakes and how can we grow from those mistakes. Uh, we also spend a lot of time giving each other feedback um, to friends who are struggling. Um, I feel like it builds a, um, a sense of community and that really strengthens the student's confidence and allows them to explore other ideas. Thank you for including me. I hope you guys have a great day and we'll talk to you soon. Thanks. Up next, Mary Persons student Erin Thompson interviews Miss McGurk the visual arts teacher at Monroe County Middle School. Tell us a little bit about your personal education background. This is my 25th year that I've put in Monroe County. It's hard to believe it's been wow. 25 years. Um, the first 14 years I worked at Mary Persons and I was the art teacher there. Um, I was also in charge of prom for 13 years. Being the art teacher, you're asked to do a lot. So um, my plate was not getting any lighter the more years I kept putting in. And it's hard to say no, um, because I'm, I do it for the kids. And I, I enjoyed it, but I thought, you know, I'm not getting any younger, so. Uh, the job, the art teaching position at the middle school became available and I knew the teacher and she was like, you need to try this out. So I came over and observed her and I thought I can do this grade level. I was really kind of hesitant because I didn't know how dependent the age for middle school would be on me. I know with little ones, I, I don't want to go to elementary because um, they're messy. You have to, uh, even that like kindergarten and first grade, you'd have to put something on them, you know, cover them up so they don't get messed up and all. 
I needed students that would be more self-sufficient and they could, you know, clean up behind themselves and put up stuff. I know that some elementary can do it, you know, probably um, third and up, but I just didn't know about the little, the wee little ones. Yes, so. So, um, but I came over to the middle school, observed, and I thought, I can do this grade. And so I did. I applied for the job and transferred over. As far as education, I have my um, my art degree, and I did go get my master's. I did not do it in art. I did it in instructional technology. How did you, how did you get your students to become more creative? How did you implement ways to make them more creative? I push them. Uh, you know, I they come up and ask me how it's going, and. I'm like, well, you could do this and you could do that. And I just kind of demonstrate a little bit um, on their work or on a scratch sheet of paper. And that gets the light bulb to turn on and they think, oh, okay, well, let me try that. Yeah. They, they wouldn't know otherwise if I don't demonstrate. I mean, I think that's the key to being an art teacher. You have to demonstrate. Uh, with COVID, um, how it's changed, um, I've been using the computer a lot more and I just look up tutorials now on YouTube yeah. and they go straight from there. That helps because they're not only seeing the way I would do it, but they're seeing it the way someone else does it too. What was the best part of teaching? Yes, ma'am. And I just said, I mean, basically it's students. There are a lot of students that think they don't have the talent and uh, everybody has a creative side to them. Um, okay. So it's just a matter of finding that. And I'm here to help them. What's the hardest part? The hardest part is just trying to get through those stubborn ones that have no interest in art whatsoever. They just got it blocked off. They're like, I don't want to be in here. I didn't ask to be in here. You know, unlike high school, you can sign up for an art class. It's yeah. your choice. Here, they just throw you in it. Mm -hmm. yeah. So, um, you know, I'm like, I promise you, it, it's not going to hurt you. You're going to enjoy being in here after all. And usually they do. The favorite activity, I, I like working with the optical illusions. Um, they they get a kick out of that too once they, they're like, oh, wow. I, I, rem I remember doing that in your class. Yes, yep. I enjoyed those. How do I get them to think creatively like as they move through education all the way up to high school? I have to remind them, look, you're going to be doing art, uh, believe it or not. You're going to have artistic projects you got to do in every class, even your academics. Yes, ma'am, we do. And, you know, there it goes right there. So I'm hoping that, that they can reuse this all the way through. Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. Well, thank you for your time. Have a all good right. day. You too. Next up, we interview Miss Trevitt, the visual arts teacher at Mary Persons High School. about your personal educational background. Um, I got an undergraduate degree from Georgia College and State University um, in uh, visual arts and my master's degree in curriculum and instruction from Lesley University. How long and what levels of education have you taught in Monroe County? I taught for six years at Hubbard Elementary and I have been um, at the high school this is my ninth year Mary Persons. 
how do you get your students to become more creative? Um, honestly, I believe that everybody is inherently creative and it's just um, working through a series of practices and um, activities that get people to tap into their creativity. And so um, part of that is showing um, open-ended uh, challenges and art assignments that let students know there's not always one correct answer to a problem. And that kind of forces you to be creative, I believe. In what ways has COVID affected your style of teaching? Um, COVID has made us have to be very creative with um, teaching and learning art. Um, we've had to, you know, pull resources when we were working from home. Um, not everyone would have the same kinds of art supplies on hand. And so we'd have to, again, be really creative and just sort of um, use what we have where we are, um, which can, can kind of be interesting seeing what people can come up with given different parameters and different um, constraints. So uh, it's been definitely a challenge, but I feel like it's made a lot of us appreciate some of the things we have here at school that are available to us a little bit more and, and also learn how to um, be more resource, resourceful with materials we might not have thought of using before to create art. What got you interested in teaching fine arts? I have wanted to be an art teacher from as long as I can remember. Nice. Um, what is one of your favorite memories of Monroe County? Oh, wow. Um, one of my favorite memories of Monroe County was um, when we started hosting our Empty Bowls fundraiser dinner and the way the community just showed up to help support um, the visual arts program but also to raise money for our Backpack Buddies program which is what we do that fundraiser for. It was just really um, wonderful and heartwarming to see how people came from all over the community and we had such a great turnout. What is your best part of teaching a fine arts class? There is something new that happens every day in the art room. You never know what you're going to see or learn, um, and I'm always learning something from my students as well. And so, um, once again, you know, giving kind of open-ended art assignments and letting students sort of use their own um, artistic skills and creative problem solving, it, it just is really interesting to see what the human brain can come up with given um, the same problem and, and lots of different possible solutions. What, what's the hardest part of teaching a fine arts class? Just trying to stay on top of always bettering myself and professional learning in the realm of visual arts is sometimes kind of hard to come by. And so I try to make sure that I am constantly um, working on my own technique and, and teaching styles as well so that I can better teach my own students. And also just finding the time to be able to make art on my own can be a little, a little tough. Mm -hmm. um, what is your favorite activity to do with your students? Oh, wow. Uh, my favorite activity? I guess anything uh, sculptural where we're using found and recycled objects is a lot of fun for me. Um, anything where we can work um, in teams or in, in groups because I love to see how students share ideas and um, you know come together to solve 
artistic problems. Um, and I just really like to see what kind of things people do with, you know, just random art making um, materials. And the last question is, how do you foster a sense of creativity that your students can continue to use as they move through the educational system? Um, I honestly believe that skills that we practice here in the art room, including artistic um, and studio habits of mind, are very applicable across all areas, um, not just in school, but just in your life in general. So skills such as learning to engage and persist and to push yourself even when a challenge seems kind of insurmountable and just, you know, ex being able to express yourself, in this case, visually through your artwork, but it also just helps you to be a, a better communicator. So I think the things we do here in the art room can definitely impact our daily lives. To end out today's show, Mary Persons student Abigail Childs interviews Miss Sandy Watson the music teacher at KB Sutton Elementary School. Tell us a little bit about your personal education background. All right, uh, my personal educational background, I grew up in Thomaston, Georgia and went to the public school there, uh, R.E. Lee Institute. And then I went off to North Georgia College, which is now um, University of North Georgia. But I majored in music education and with a certification to teach pre-K through 12th grade. All right. How long and what levels of education have you taught in Monroe County? In Monroe County, I have taught 27 years as an elementary school music teacher. How do you get your students to be creative? I get my students to be creative with open-ended uh, lessons with body movements and a no judgment zone so that they feel comfortable expressing themselves through music and movement and instruments and voice. Could you give us an example of one way that you get your students creative? Free dance for body expression uh, in control of your body uh, with um, creativity, with writing, with replacing lyrics to songs, mm -hmm. piggybacking songs that they already know, or um, like drum circles with drums where they get to have specific amounts of beats or measures that they would be able to create their own rhythmic patterns. In what ways has COVID affected your style of teaching? In my classroom, we sing. And so, at, especially at the beginning of our, our, our time together in August and through Christmas, singing was kind of the enemy. And recorders and, and wind instruments were kind of the enemy um, as a spreader. And so that has made it quite difficult. Uh, we replaced recorders with ukuleles. That's been kind of fun. The main thing that has kept us from uh, being able to, uh, the COVID has, has hindered music education is we haven't been able to do performances, live performances. That hurts my heart. What got you interested in teaching fine arts? Well, first of all, my love for music and my love for children. So that was just a perfect marriage to be able to teach children and instill a love of music in, in kids and, you know, to, to share my passion with them. What is one of your favorite memories of Monroe County? Every single time the children perform, whether it's a huge musical like Annie or The Lion King or Beauty and the Beast or Thusical or any of those that we've done, to uh, down to the PTO programs for our veterans or 
teaching folk heroes and having the kids dress up in those costumes and being able to do them. So I love, absolutely love doing performances with the children. Have you found a way around COVID in order to put it out there for the community? Yes, we have, uh, through Screencastify, been able to socially distance and have individual classes, homeroom pods, if you will, mm -hmm. um, be able to perform some of the songs within my classroom and then put that up on the Google Classroom. Do you plan to keep doing that even after restrictions on COVID decrease? Probably, probably so. The Google Classroom has been a wonderful um, extension and, and, and kind of new for me mm -hmm. uh, as a veteran teacher um, to, to be able to put some really cool stuff that the kids can use afterwards to go with Bitmoji Classroom and things like that. So to kind of extend the, the music education that they can do at home. This is kind of fun. All right. What's the best part of teaching a fine arts class? I get to share my passion with children. I get to hear them sing and watch them just have just pure joy in, in, in making music. What's the hardest part of teaching a fine arts class? I would say the time restraints, only getting to have them once a week for, for 50 minutes. I'd like to teach them a lot longer and a lot more often. What's your favorite activity to do with your students? Getting ready for a performance. I like to do the big musicals. And you can't because of COVID. And I can't because we were three days, three days before performance of Wizard of Oz last year and didn't get to do it. Oh, my heart just broke. And so and the kids talk about it every single day. But um, um, that's my favorite thing to do. Did y'all end up getting to do something for it? No. No, I still have costumes in my car and in my house. The Fine Arts Center is still full of Wizard of Oz stuff. I gave out the t-shirts, but we have not been able, we've not given been given a green light to be able to do any of that. So hopefully, hopefully one day. You get the that. chance soon. The would chance you be able soon. to? Mm -hmm. Yes. All right. And then last question, how would you foster a sense of creativity that your students can continue as they, as they move through the educational system? I hope to instill a love of music in children so that they will want to pursue it, whether it's singing in the bathroom or singing on a stage or dancing or joining the, you know, joining a, a dance team or the cheerleading squad and using those skills. And, and then, or, or, you know, or singing at church or whatever, singing in the car with the radio, but also not only to give them the, uh, instill a love of music in their hearts, but to give them the tools and the skills that they help refine some skills and talents that they already have so that they will feel comfortable and so that they will sing and not be embarrassed or dance like nobody's watching or, and, and just be able to go out there and use music for, for joy and comfort in their lives, in their everyday lives. All right. If you had one thing that you want in the community to know about your classroom, your values in life, what was one thing you could tell the entire community if they were listening right now? And that goes for kids, grandparents. Children are wonderful. And they love to learn. And they love to sing and dance. And they love, um, it's just pure joy for them. So I, I encourage not just music, but music touches lives in everything that we do. So I, since I'm the music teacher, I might as well stick with that. Uh, music touches our lives and just just have fun enjoy enjoy each other enjoy kids enjoy the grown-ups enjoy the times together and and use music as a, a chance to 
um, equal opportunity to get out there and, and sing and dance and clap your hands. I like that. Thank you, Ms. Watson. I appreciate your time with me. Thank you. It was a pleasure. Thank you for tuning in to Monroe County Schools Radio, exclusively on Magic 100 FM. Have a great week. Remember to be a champ. And as always, go dogs. The thoughts expressed in this segment represent Monroe County Schools.